Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Ty Askin, founder of Baytown Hardcore. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! What's going on, Caffeinated Crew? Today on the episode, joined by Ty, runs Baytown Hardcore out of Barry, also in the beatdown band Slewfoot. Uh, how are you doing this this morning? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, of course. Um, super excited to have someone from Barry. You're our first Barry guest. How does that make you Hell feel? Yeah. I that's an honor, man. That's an honor, and uh, yeah, I. Uh, I'm super grateful to uh, just be doing doing what I do, and um, yeah, hope I can uh, hope I can help put put Barry on the map like we've been doing. No pressure. You're the the whole everyone's perception of Barry rests on your shoulders right now in this moment. So, <laughs> well, hopefully, you don't say anything where you get hunted down, and you know killed in the middle of the night no i'm just kidding we won't no we won't no. get that far <laughs> uh also worth noting you have a uh you have some like albums behind you and i'm so distracted by the the paramore one it's just that i don't know a lot of people that would just straight up rep that shit but i am one of them so i very much appreciate that yo it's funny you say that because uh, i live with my lady sarah as well and uh, this was all Paramore last night. <laughs> it was every every single one of these was Paramore. And uh, she was like, do you want to change like the, the vinyl on the wall? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll put some of mine on there. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to keep Bryant. I'll keep Bryant. That one's cool. But uh, yeah, that's funny. She'll, she'll love that. Uh, you notice that. She's like a big Paramore fan. Uh, Riot was like super... I mean, it was definitely just in my rotation when I was like in high school, you know, when we were all scene kids and shit and yeah, everybody wanted to, uh, play misery signal and you know, it was sick. Yeah. 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 I actually, uh, Sarah, Sarah like took me to go see Paramore when we first started dating. I saw that, that the, uh, the Scotia bank, I didn't really like know too much. Like I knew like the hits and I was like, Oh, okay. You know, like I'll go. And Dude, we got floor seats. It like it was incredible, man. Like that band, they're a good band. They're yeah. a good fucking band. I never thought that I would enjoy it. Like, I thought I'd be like, you know, watching the clock the whole time. I'm like, fucking Haley Williams, man. Something special. Was that when Aaron from Under Oath was playing with them? The, uh, was that the drummer? It was in the summer. No, oh, okay. no, no, they no, had, no, they no, had no. their original drummer. Okay, cool. Yeah, Dude, the original. Oh, I didn't know that though. That's crazy. Enough about fucking Paramore. This is, sure. this is too much. It's already too much fucking. It's a hardcore talk. podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, Riot, master killer of uh, it's like a master killer tier record in emo though, right? Is it definitely? I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. No skips. No skips. No skips. <laughs> what do you uh? What do you got drinking on your side? Dude, times are tough right now. I got a, 
I got the uh, the Starbucks Pike Place medium roast. This is terrible. Right? Like, I feel awful about it, but with uh, the Keurig, that doesn't work right now. So I have to run it like three times before it actually brews a cup. Otherwise, it's all water. Buddy, what is your life? Right? Like that's uh, <laughs> there are fewer struggles <laughs> that yeah. I heard. <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's tough. It's tough, man. But uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of places in in Barrie that uh, that have quality coffee. Like uh, there's a place called Bohemia downtown on Dunlop, and uh, that's usually a spot if I can wake up early enough uh, while they're still open. But yeah, when I'm when I'm home right now, I it's just curing. It sucks right now. But yeah, in the Pike Place, not even Duncan. Not oh. Do they have Dunkin' K-Cups here? I don't they know. They do, yeah. They have a donut. I don't know if they sell them in Canada, but they definitely make them because I've seen them. They have like the donut shop blend, which is pretty decent. Oh, oh. Yeah, Dunkin's like Tim's for the States kind of, right? For New England. For New England? Yeah. Like if you're in the northern, northeast to like Midwest, north kind of corridor, they've, they've branched down south, but it's more like Boston and like you know, th- that kind of whole area. There's always this like Dunkin' versus Starbucks kind of fight. I say neither. I see, Yeah, I would say but, so. I used to work for Starbucks and uh, yeah, the company sucks, man. It's so ass. Yeah, benefits I mean, I, are good. They give you really yeah. good benefits, but it's just like the work and the, and it's just such a pretentious environment, you know, like they, they tell you to like learn everything about coffee and but like the shit that they're serving is just like crap, you know, it's no different than anything else you can get. What's sick though, is that their education on coffee is actually very decent. Yeah. Yeah. They make you learn it. Like they make yeah. you do modules and all this like testing and stuff to make sure you're like educated. So that is one thing that I did, uh, that I did take from, from that gig years ago, but so now you can be a coffee director for like a, a nice third wave roaster. You'll know everything about coffee, everything, what, what carbonic maceration is. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I just saw no, it on dude. a coffee bag once. <laughs> yeah, dude, just throw, throw up buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one way to get hired. Throw out buzzwords, always throw out buzzwords. Yeah. So, uh, I'm drinking something from, from kind of your neck of the woods. It's, uh, quietly coffee i was blessed by my friend john Montpetit from ottawa when uh we played a show there this past weekend he 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 and i did a little coffee swap and uh he gave me <clears throat> a nice little bag of this it's called ali and lenny it's a brazilian coffee uh it tastes like vanilla peanut butter and apple pie cool my palate right now is a little shit just because I was out in the cold this past weekend and you know, we got head colds and it was like minus 20. So, um, but, uh, it definitely tastes, it's like a very creamy cup of coffee. It's very good. Like, is it a lighter roast? Oh yeah. Uh, for, for an Ethiopian, I mean, for a uh, Brazilian it's, it's light and it's also a natural process. So it's going to bring some like more of the interesting, um like fruit forward character in a brazilian coffee because you know brazil you think like almond chocolate like nutty kind of coffee 
this yeah. if i picked this if i just blindly tasted it i would never be able to tell you it was a brazilian coffee true true so, love that very very cool um but yeah there's like a nice little story on the back about where the coffee comes from and who grew it which i love reading about that so <clears throat> yeah um, shout out to uh shout out to john from from well he's in gatineau now but john from ottawa right on also he's in a sick death metal band called mortal rights moral rights i think it's mortal mortal rights mortal rights but uh right. yeah they're dope they're gonna be playing shows like in, i think in march oh awesome well uh cheers cheers buddy sorry that you're uh suffering over there that's okay man could be worse could be worse i'm trying to think of what would be worse than the scenario that you described to me huh. have you ever had to brew coffee through a paper towel no no well with no filters like no paper yeah. filters no dude i can imagine that would be shitty though it was hard <laughs> uh my Actually, brother you know something sorry go ahead no no i was just gonna tell you my brother apparently regularly does that because every time i talk to him he doesn't have filters so he's using paper towels and i was like you know they sell them on amazon just buy them on amazon but yeah go ahead with what <laughs> you're saying or or just like if that case just like for a day just go to fucking go to a store and grab a coffee get a sh go to a you, shop dude like don't just have little bits of paper in your in your coffee <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I think I'd say worse. Like I, I tried giving up caffeine for a bit, um, cause I'm, I'm edge and, uh, I don't know. I was like, I was on like the Reddit forums and I got like, when I first started doing that, I was like, kind of got fixated on like, you know, like what's straight edge, what's not, you know, I went down that rabbit hole and, uh, a lot of people were saying caffeine and I was like, you know what? Like I do abuse the fuck out of caffeine, like Red Bull and all this shit, you know? And, uh, I tried to like cold Turkey cut out all caffeine. It's like, I wasn't even eating like dark chocolate. Cause apparently that has a bit of caffeine in it too. My God. And like two months in dude, I was like the most depressed, like <laughs> anxious, like I had no motivation, whatever, like just was not feeling myself and i was like you know what this isn't worth it like i thought i was supposed to feel like better you know but supposedly it's like a long process to like fully detox from caffeine but uh i don't think i'll ever see that through again it was just uh not and then when i had a cup of coffee i was like holy shit like damn i miss this yeah i think i cleaned my whole house <laughs> um my whole thing with with the straight edge caffeine scenario and maybe i'm out of place may i may be speaking out of turn because i'm not straight edge i just have lots of respect for my straight edge family um ian mckay if he said that caffeine was not against straight edge then i think that you're fine because what's the quote caffeine is a drug fuck you like that's what yeah, he said yeah yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> yeah I think we're good. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like people, people take it like so seriously too. Like it is a personal thing, right? Like he made this song just for his own, like his own prerogative. And uh, people like took it as gospel. They're just yeah. got too fixed in it. Just like <clears throat> be healthy, do your best, do what's, 
do what works for you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say like, whenever I play shows or I go out like to shows now, I don't tend to drink. Um, just because I like being present minded. I like, you know, being able to like enjoy the music mosh. I can mosh a lot longer if I don't drink for sure. Like, like hang out with my friends. A lot of my friends are straight edge. Um, and so being able to like have them feel like, uh, I'm not being like a drunk asshole or something like that, like, and be able to like enjoy that time together. I have found it to be just much more fun, much more enjoyable. I don't really need alcohol to make the time I spend with them, you know, enjoyable. So, yeah. That's good. So they're kind of like a positive influence on you as well. Yeah. Like they def there's definitely moments in the past couple of years where I've been like, I think I want to be straight edge and like, I'm still a person that enjoys craft things. So if I go out to like, uh, you know, a really nice restaurant and the cocktails, there are very good. I want to be able to like enjoy that, but not like to get drunk. I want to enjoy like the craft behind it. So there's like this kind of balance where I've struck where I hate getting drunk. I don't like being inebriated. Like I don't want to barf all over the place and be an asshole, but I also don't feel like it's, it's, uh, imperative for me to be a hard line, like no alcohol person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. But it is inspiring to me. Yeah, like yeah. it's inspiring that like I have friends that have been straight edge for, you know, going on like 20 years. Yeah. Like Darren from street justice has been straight edge his whole life. He's never touched a thing. Same with my, I don't know. I think Mike as well. Yeah. Maybe Mike Mike's, smoked. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, both those dudes have been straight edge for like a good portion of their life, if not the whole thing, if I, I'm not mistaken. But yeah, having those dudes too, man, like just like they're they're just doing it big. And I feel like for me, like because I'm in recovery, okay, I've been I've been two years two years off everything, and uh, you know. For the first little bit, I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can, like, you know, like socialize without it. And I don't know if I can, like, drive, do things I want to do. Just like a whole bunch of shit, just like my brain trying to convince me I needed to to drink and use. And uh, then I saw, like, people, like, you know, the dudes in Street Justice just, like, absolutely killing it, like, living their best life. And it's like without, like, any sort of, like, chemical buffer. And I'm like, damn. Like, I want that shit. Like, I want to do that shit. That's rad, you know? And they were a huge inspo for me to even, like, get involved in the scene. Yeah, I mean, that's... Seeing people like that, especially Mike with the... He's got the fourth X because he's vegan. Um, he, me too. Uh, I mean, you're vegan too? Yeah, I'm vegan straight edge as well, yeah. So, man, shit, I, didn't, I was like 20 minutes. I didn't mention it yet, but yeah, XVX <laughs> for life. The V stands for vape. Um, yeah, <laughs> be with an asterisk. It can you can substitute it out. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's either vegan or you can be a vape lord. Um, yeah. The 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 vegan edge people are like, that's another level of like, you know, like in uh in meditation and shit, like in Buddhism, how there's like the levels of like meditation and transcendence. When you reach like vegan edge, you're almost like. <laughs> like reaching the final level of transcendence like that's some shit that like i mean if you can achieve do it 
I do not have the power within to reach that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a, a progressive thing. Were you vegan before or was it like yeah. part of, okay. Yeah, so I was vegan. I've been vegan for five years. Okay. And then before that, it was vegetarian for a number of years. And uh, then I got sober, so, but I wasn't edge. I smoked like a fuck ton of darts and uh, microdose. Oh, I wouldn't say sober. I was like microdosing mushrooms and stuff. Okay. And then I got like completely sober two years ago. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I'm like trying to think like, what's the next, what's the next step, you know, no, no falls or some shit. Yeah, no, no, more, no, I, I don't have sex anyways. Just kidding, <laughs> <I do. laughs> uh, that's the, that's the third X. That's the third. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the next step would be, but I don't know. I'm happy. I'm happy where I am right now. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, uh, it's working for me. Definitely, definitely want to cut out like processed foods and processed, you know, like added sugar and a lot of shit. Cause that shit's not good, you know? No. Like straight edge is about like a commitment to like your health and your mind. And, you know, you can be sober, you can be, uh, you know, not drinking, doing drugs, but you're, you know, you're eating fucking fast food every day. Like you're still killing yourself, you know, by doing that. So, and I'm, I'm guilty of that, man. I, I'm actually a bartender, sober straight edge bartender. So I'm, I'm working late. I work till sometimes I don't get off work till like 3 a.m. And I'm like, what's open? Like, I don't want to make dinner right now. Just go to AW, crush like two Beyond Meat burgers, you know? And I'll be like, okay, tomorrow I won't do it. And 3 a.m. rolls around the next day. I'm like, Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat's calling my name. It's good though. It's so good. Have you had it? Yeah, the Chipotle, uh, they had like a Chipotle jalapeno burger for a minute. The lime one? Yes. Dude, that lime mayo? It's so good. Buddy, that was really good, man. I was, I, I went to KFC, had a had a ch- vegan chicken burger. I went to KFC, got that. Then I went to A&W, got the Chipotle lime whatever, and then I made like a double down oh, at McDonald's yeah. where you put it in. It was like a thirty dollar burger. Yeah, best shit ever, dude. I, I would I would call that an edge break just because it was so fucking <laughs> unhealthy. You but enjoyed it too much. That's why it's an edge break. It's I just... did. <laughs> I did. I got. There's a. We get. We gave that shit a. It's. I can't say the name of it because it's just very. It's dated and not good. So I won't say it. But yeah, we used to call it a different thing. Uh, but where you take a. Actually, ours oh was yes, che- yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about. So ours yeah. was che- ours was cheaper though, because it wasn't vegan. So it was like you get like the cheap double cheeseburger from McDonald's, and then you get the cheap like McChicken, and then stack them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 that's that's we we called it the same thing. I drew a blank on that. I think I yeah I uh, blocked that out. But yes, same same thing. I will not be saying it on this podcast. But no. If you no. are, if you're a real one, you'll remember. If you know, you know. <laughs> oh man, was there a significant? And you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But was there like a significant event that made you decide, like, to be straight edge, or was it just kind of a progression? I think, uh, yeah. So when I got sober, you know, I, I did the the AA thing. I did the steps. I had a sponsor all that and uh you know 
tried therapy and other groups and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like I can stay sober. I can do this, but I don't feel like fulfilled, Mm -hmm. you know? And I kept on going back. I kept on relapsing and it wasn't until like, cause I was always into metal. I was always into hardcore, but once I like started to just like intentionally seek out like straight edge bands, and like just like these guys just like these tough motherfuckers who are like you know just no bullshit like and they have like their homies who are doing the same thing and like you know bands like earth crisis and strife and fucking who else youth of today was a big one yeah um that was like yo these guys are just like doing it and they have their like homies backing them and they have like they have like almost like accountability mm-hmm. so when like discovering that i was like oh okay so i was just like you know what i'm just gonna like claim edge like i'm ready to quit darts claim edge let's just fucking do it and uh it's almost like uh having like a a safety net mm-hmm. you know like my sobriety is my sobriety but straight edge is just like it's like an extra layer of protection like i have you know like people who are almost just like they know that i mean they hold me accountable with that now too you know so there's there's just like no going back you know right you know i got this fucking watch i got an og swatch i'm not i'm not taking that shit off you know i even i even remember uh blaine from spirit of vengeance uh i was chatting with him at a show and uh uh, he's edge as well. And I remember, uh, he comes up to me. He's like, dude, he's like, if you ever break edge, I'm going to kick your ass. And he said it to me like sincerely and I believed it. So I think that's the reason why I'm still, uh, still edge today. That's uh, I was going to ask if anybody had threatened to, to beat the shit out of you if you break edge yet. Yeah. Just Blaine, just Blaine and my girlfriend. You could probably outrun Blaine. I don't know about your girlfriend, but <laughs> Blaine, I think you could outrun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if he catches you, just, I'd be scared. Yeah. Yeah. I, I plead the fifth on that, but yeah. <laughs> he uh, probably fill a pillowcase full of bars of soap. Please. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, like I said, it's super inspiring and, I think like you're saying, everybody's journey is, is different, obviously, but like I do, I come from church. And so like having a community of people that can stand with you and be like, Hey, like, you know, like this is important. Like, you know, we're here for you. I think that straight edge is that same kind of thing and probably even less toxic than churches in a, in a lot of ways. So, um, to me, that's why I really do like it. I like being a part of hardcore for that reason too, where it's like, if there's something that you need, usually there's somebody in this scene that you can call and like ask for help or something like that. So, for sure. um, so you said you were like in metal, but what was kind of your progression to getting to hardcore was the sobriety first, or were you already like going to shows being in bands? And then that, that prompted you kind of give me a, your backstory there. I didn't start going to shows until I want to say just before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, was always into to metal, death metal, deathcore growing up. I never really thought too much about about hardcore 
Um, it wasn't until, yeah, like just before the pandemic that I was like, I think I discovered, uh, what was the band? Eco Strike. Oh yeah. Eco Strike. Cause I was like, I more searched like vegan bands and I discovered them and I was like, holy fuck. I was like, these dudes, these dudes rip. And, uh, then from, from there, it like went into like earth crisis and then from earth crisis that opens up another whole, you know, and you get the whole New York hardcore, uh, scene dove into that. And, uh, it just like from there, from like, I think it was like 20, 2017, 2018, it was just like, I like fell in love with it. You know, I was like, how did I like not like, why did it not like trigger that? Like thing in me earlier to like get into this shit, you know? Yeah. Wait, so how old are you? I'm 28. Okay. So you're uh, like a couple years younger than me. I was just wondering, cause we look about the same age. Yeah. You're what? 30. I'm 31. 31. So it's just interesting to hear people's like how they kind of get into the scene and stuff. Cause I've been playing shows <clears throat> since I was like 15 or 16, but well, like, okay. It wasn't like always hardcore, but it was like this progression of like, I was in like a metalcore band cause I was a scene kid. And then by playing metalcore shows and things like that, I played with hardcore bands and then like figured out what that was, figured out what straight edge was like, <clears throat> it's just interesting to see like when a person, like how they get into hardcore and then like how, what they do, like what that inspires from them. Cause I feel like when you get into it, you kind of, you either like want to be in a band or you want to like start a zine or like start booking, you want to do something. So were you ever like a musician or, um, kind of, cause I know you do vocals also and, and slew foot. So like, were you in bands before? Were you ever like just kind of doing stuff or was hardcore when you found that that's when you started going to shows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was always into music, uh, just my lifestyle years ago, just like it didn't really, uh, allow me to like get involved you know like i had lived a whole totally different lifestyle man especially when i was drinking but uh you know i was like uh apprentice um to be a mechanic okay and, like i was just working like long hours and i was living in like a sh buttfuck nowhere in caledon and like just like farm town like was just so like distant from everything that like i uh i didn't uh I didn't really uh, thrive. I wasn't really thriving. And then after the pandemic, we just started to like kind of uh, open back up again. And I was like, that's when I was like really into hardcore around just before that time. And that's when I was like, uh, you know what? Like I want to get involved. And uh, it was, it was street justice. Their first EP, I think it was their, self-titled I, I don't even know which one it was but uh they i was like damn dude like these guys are vegan edge and they're just doing it you know and like that just like inspired me so much i was like you know what? i'm just gonna fucking start going to shows i'm just gonna like do it you know like it's i just had this like this like uh this drive to like you know be a part of it so mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i guess it uh it was those guys that really, uh, really, uh, motivated me to, to get involved. 
Shout out Street Justice. Why'd you start booking shows? That shit's hard. Yeah, dude. It's uh it's definitely yeah, it definitely comes with its uh with its stresses, but I think so I've been in Barrie for three years and uh you know, just like going to the odd show here and there. There wasn't really much. You know, there's been a couple guys who book shows in the past. And then there's another lady, Jillian, who has been booking like just kind of like everything. She books like punk, like alternative rock, metal, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But nothing like there's no like hardcore scene at the time that I was in Barry. Um, and me and my me and a couple buddies that like I knew, um, they had just started a band uh, called Wolf Egg Fist. They're like a hardcore punk band. Mm-hmm. And um, they were just doing their thing. And there wasn't much of a scene, you know? And uh, I saw what like Hamilton was doing, like with the Steel City shit. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, that's amazing. They have like this like whole community. They have like this like brotherhood out there. I was like, we could do that in Barry. Like, well, why can't we? We have a venue. We have the population. Barry's like a sick city. Like, <clears throat> so I honestly, man, like I had no like experience with this. I was just like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And like, I just went for it. I was like, I reached out to Jillian from the Queens and I was like, Hey, what are the odds I can like put together a hardcore show? And, uh, she was like, sure. Here's, uh, August 3rd, you know, like months away. She's like, do what you want with it. So I was going, this is like, I was going to show. So I do people in the scene and, uh, I reached out to a bunch of people. I blew up everyone's DMs. Like I reached out to street justice. They said, yeah. I had Rust headline that one, um, Cohesion, then Wolfgang Fist, and then uh, my band Slewfoot. We played our first show and we opened for that, um, and that was that was a special uh, special show, um, just because it, it kind of like signified the start of like this like new chapter for Barry, but also like for me for my own personal like mm-hmm. you know milestones you know. So just, just taking that, just taking that, uh, that step, just like, it's not like a leap of faith. Like I could fail, I could get rejected. I could, you know, this could be nothing, but the payoff, if it does succeed, will just be like, be rewarding. And, uh, so far it's been mostly, mostly rewarding. It feels, it feels good. And I don't do anything special. I just, I just, uh, reach out to people you want to play transparency you know like i don't pocket i don't pocket any money from shows i don't do it for the money i just do it because i i'd rather have shows in barry than drive out to fucking toronto for a show <laughs> <laughs> to be honest man i just want to do it here we can do it here and uh i uh i just love it and i want to i want to support our our uh community too it's uh it's super interesting like why well, I don't it's not interesting but I think it's important doing things like that um like I, I was speaking with Chase who plays in Comeback Kid and he was talking about he's from Courtney which is like 
this tiny ass town, I think near Victoria or is in BC. And, um, like misery signals came and played like his community center. And it's like, it's kind of like 50,000 people. And, uh, like him seeing bands like that when he was like, you know, a teenager and stuff <clears throat> is kind of what f- made him want to start a band. And so like what you're doing, creating a scene and booking bands from out of town, like trying to get as many shows as you can, like in that town, what that does is it creates like all these bands coming in. It's going to inspire people to like, I, I want to do that. I can play music. Like I can learn how to play guitar. I'm going to start a band. And then like people start kind of finding each other and then you're seeing already like it, it starts to have 10 bands or 20 bands. Like that's a lot of fucking, that's a lot of work, but it's, it's, yeah. it's good. I don't know why I'm tripping on my words today. Maybe it's no, a combination it's okay. of caffeine and sickness. It's yeah, dude. Weird. No, I feel that man. I feel that. I got up. like, I got like two hours of sleep. I, uh, oh, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. But that's, uh, that's every night, man. I, I'm always up. But uh, yeah, dude, no, the, the inspo, like, I mean, Steel City was a, a huge, uh, it just sparked it within within me and a couple other other guys in the Barry scene. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, you know, I hope, uh, I hope just saying that, like, some, I'm just a dude, you know, like, I don't do anything crazy. I don't claim to do anything special. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone, anyone can do it. Just like, you just have to try, you just have to do it, do your best. Don't be a piece of shit. Don't fucking don't. If you're doing it for the money, you just fuck off. Like, you know, are you guys seeing like, what kind of turnouts are you seeing? Is it mostly, you know, adults? Are you having a lot of, are you able to do all ages shows? Is your venue basically uh, allowing that? That's in, that's in the works right now. I, 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 uh, I'm really pushing for all ages. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, just with Barry, we're limited to, our venues like we have the queen's nightclub which is a nightclub and they have their restrictions with uh you know 19 plus and um what have you um but i'm looking for a venue i've been looking for somewhere to do all ages we had a place that we did um alexander from ethereal tomb um put together a show and uh he had it at the simcoe hotel and they allowed for an all ages and uh slufa played that with gavel and purity culture and uh then like it was like two weeks or three weeks after they like just shut down like abruptly and we're all like fuck like we thought we were gonna have an all ages uh spot here but no so now back to the drawing boards with that the legions don't want anything to do with us Really? Uh, every yeah, everyone's reached out like so many people, and they just don't want to do shows. They want to charge something ridiculous, like eight hundred bucks for like a fucking two hundred capacity room or something. I'm like eight hundred bucks. Like I made that in all my shows. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So uh, the queens, and maybe if we could do like a a matinee ordeal or something do it earlier mm-hmm. and you know be you know just maybe get a wristband or something i don't know x x your hands up um i i think it'll be i think it'll be uh i think it'll be something we could do in the future as for like 
people who come to the shows. Um, so our first couple shows, um, because we were like a newer brand, we were given like a Thursday slot. So we did what we could with that. You know, it's hard to get people out here on a, on a Thursday. Um, but if a bill is big enough and people are hyped for it, like they'll come like, so our, like we haven't had like a shitty turnout yet, like freedom for Thursdays, which is like, I'm so grateful for the scene, you know, with that. Um, so yeah, but demographic wise, I'd say it's around people like our age. Yeah. Like 30, yeah, you 20, to, 25 to 35, I guess. Yeah. And then you get some older heads. There's a lot of, uh, old punks and Barry too. They like to come out and show love and yeah. That's dope. Uh, I like, uh, like people that have been around for a long time and they just like come to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And even before, before we were doing this too, there was, uh, there was a scene in Barry, um, bands like, uh, prison and, uh, demolition mm-hmm. and, uh, who else am I thinking of? The original singer of rust is from Barry too. Ryan, Ryan Bodium. Um, so there was a scene here at one point, but then I guess uh, a couple bands disbanded, split up, and uh, the scene kind of kind of fizzled out. But I don't know. Demolition back is from Barry. Yeah, yeah, I think a few of them are. A dude from like Millspec is from Barry too. Oh, I didn't know that either. I thought they were yeah. all from Niagara. Yeah, no, <clears throat> yeah, a couple. Uh, I know uh, Emmett Emmett Morris is from. Uh, or he lives in Barrie now, at least. But yeah, they used to do shows here at one point in time. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're building it back up slowly but surely, yeah. and uh, you know, we uh, may or may not have prison playing a show in the next uh, month or so. How is the moshing? Where we're teaching, we're teaching the <laughs> the very the very locals. Um, you know, you get a lot of people, I think the, for our first show, there was a mix of, uh, people just doing their hardcore dancing and throwing down two-stepping. And then you had the metal heads just like coming in, just like body check someone mid two-step. And it was just, it, it caused a lot of, uh, animosity and there was like fights for the first three shows of just like people clashing um and i think now people not to like and i hate that if it's almost like gatekeepy but like i think people know now at a baytown show like that just doesn't fly pushing and that and uh yeah so the people are getting people are, are are getting it though. I I honestly like I love seeing people try to two step for the first time. I think it I think it's adorable because we were all there. Yeah. We remember our first time two step, but no one is good at it at first. We all look ridiculous. Like yeah. so, when I see someone doing that, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude! Like yeah, do better. But yeah, like man, you know, you gotta go play Ottawa. It's the cutest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. It's like, uh, so about the matinee thing, definitely push for it because we played the matinee on a Sunday. 
there was about a hundred people there in Ottawa at the rainbow. And there were a ton of teenagers, like, like under 20. Like an imagine dragon show. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was trying to keep it straight through that, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like my favorite thing is two stepping at the wrong time. Like when you, you two step during the, uh, during the mosh parts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that shit, man. It's like, yeah. Oh, you really want to do it. Like you really, really want to mosh, but like you only know two step. Yeah. Yeah. So, or they, or the, there's these like group of like, on like cyber goth TikTok people who just stand there and like they're almost like having like a seizure like standing up yeah that, those are my favorite too i'm the e-kids like, the e-kids exactly yeah we get those because there's like a punk squat kind of venue here called trackside yeah and that's where like a lot of those e-kid like the younger folks go because it's it's not technically all ages but like they don't really id anybody so a lot of people go over there um which it's it's a fucking scary place but um <clears throat> like i find if i want to know like how uh how younger the younger gin is moshing i'll go there and see a show and uh it, it, there needs to be like a mosh school like <laughs> and i say yeah, that yeah. very lovingly because like we had an all ages show last night, you know, be about it, right? Be about it, Zine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. Uh, Destiny does uh, all our flyers. Yeah, exactly. So she put on her first all ages show last night at uh, right. Lasada Rania. Right. Dude, it was sold out. I think it was over capacity. <clears throat> A lot of like fifteen to eighteen year olds moshing like in the pit, but they're doing the the Nirvana style like you know run and bump into each other kind of pushy mosh. But yeah. then they, the two-step parts would come on, and their two-steps look good. So I've got a lot of hope. We just got to teach them how to fucking spin kick and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, you know what, man? Like, my my lady, like, she's on on TikTok, and she'll show me, like, stuff comes in her algorithm. There's, yeah. like, people show having, like, tutorials yeah. on how to mosh. I'm like, we yeah, we need we need more of that on our on our feeds. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see a lot of that. Like, I want to. It's like, yeah. And then you do it at these sections. So when the riff sounds like this, and then it's like it plays like you know, fucking something from Master Killer. Then you know, this is what you do here. This is what you do when it's a back and forth. You got to do. We need a mosh school TikToks. Anybody listening who's like savvy on TikTok, just fucking do like you can name it Mosh School One Hundred One or some shit, and then just like let's blow that shit up. Here, you're to hear first. Um, Maybe Sewer Spewer. I don't know. Are, do you know Sewer Spewer? I heard of him. Yeah. So he's like big in, in Montreal, uh, doing like the weekly updates on shows. I think he could probably set that up. He's got a lot of traction with like the younger folks on TikTok. Sick. Sick. I think, I think too, with, with moshing, just is like kind of like knowing what you're good at and knowing what you're not good at. <laughs> like, I cannot cartwheel for the life of me. But I can I can somersault. I'll throw a somersault in the pit, or I can, I can do like a like a roundhouse kick. But I am not jumping and trying to do like a like a jumping spin kick. And no. I've tried and I've tried, but I'm I'm just too. It's not it's not what I'm what I'm made for at this uh, point in time. But 
yeah having having your 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 moves like just kind of like some some uh things that you can pull out of your bag that you know you can do that you're good at is like important to know to have like a a game plan before yeah yeah you know like when you're skating and you do a line yeah that's like that's the best i, I think uh metaphor is like doing a line not like a line of coke don't do a line of coke that's Fuck that's that. fucked up do like a <laughs> skate line where it's like you know that you can do this move into this move into this move and it looks good yeah yeah like you do a 50 50 shove out you're not going to do uh about 50 50 to fucking nollie tray out and then you know end up fucking eating shit yeah exactly you will eat shit yeah. like that's every time <laughs> that's sick yeah but i'm uh i like the the budding moshers like seeing like oh it's awakening yeah dude for sure but yeah that's that's i'm excited to hear what's gonna happen like in baytown because i feel like since the pandemic there's been kind of these scenes that are popping up like uh that used to be really budding and used to be thriving but kind of like in the 20 teens like went underground i guess and so now that hardcore is is hardcore is very popular again it's yeah it's everywhere and so seeing these scenes like kind of come up because somebody saw turnstile or um i don't know insert other hardcore band like on tiktok scowl i guess is another big one knock um, loose yeah then not uh, everybody fucking knows knock loose like yeah seeing that on on you know coachella or something and then they're like oh fuck like where do i find this they go to a baytown show and they have people there that are not closed off or elitists but are like hey like what do you want to know like you know welcome this is a place for you like that's going to be cool yeah yeah no i'm 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 super stoked and you know i get i get you know even you know kids from barry just messaging me yo yo when's the next show like you know is it all ages and i'm like soon soon <laughs> you know if anyone's listening we uh we see you we see you uh you're important and we're gonna we're gonna make something happen very soon for you guys but uh yeah man we we also like you know keep keeping with the masha side anyone's allowed you know if you want to push go ahead you're gonna you're gonna get some uh fight from others but like just fucking just go there and have fun that's it mm -hmm. that's all we want at the end of the day you know yeah i mean honestly do what you feel inclined to do but also watch like learn yes. like see what's going on read the vibe and then read the room that's yeah. it you know no but uh yeah that's sure. like the big i got my ass kicked like uh, my first show that i went to because i got mad about crowd killing and pushed somebody that I shouldn't have pushed. And then, you know, got retaliated. Yeah. And then I learned really quick. Oh, that this is just part of it. Like that's, I hate yeah. to say like the whole like rite of passage thing, but you know, sometimes yeah. that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely pro crowd killing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I feel like there's a because it's a very touchy subject in our scene today yeah and i i think that intent is very important yeah um you know like 
if you have malicious intent and you can tell when somebody does if they're like actually trying to hurt people and they're trying to connect with your skull and they're you know like they're, they're just being like an absolute asshole fuck mm-hmm. those people man like just go to therapy instead yeah like like go i don't know just don't be taking it out on people but you know my homies are you know someone i know who punches me in the head i'm i I know they're a good guy i know they're just doing it you know and i'll do it back but you know what i mean like you you can just tell when you get when you get clocked by a stranger super hard i'm like i don't even fucking know that dude this guy just like punched me in my forehead while making eye contact with me i'm like what the (laughs) fuck is good with that man like i'm not going to start a fight but like you know what I mean? It just kind of, it just doesn't make it, it's not super fun. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old too. But no, no, like beating up your friends is fun for sure. Like even when I go to Ontario, yeah. I always at least there's got to be one instance of me just like beating the shit out of one of my friends. Yeah, every time because it's in love. But then like, yeah, yeah if you if you're like just some fucking giant meathead comes over and you know obliterates you then it doesn't even like address it after like hey yo like my bad or you know like what's up like doesn't even he's just being an asshole like that's yeah fucked up. yeah no i always i always make a point to apologize like <laughs> i'm always like yo dude you good sorry man i have i have a propensity to uh kick people in the nuts too dude what is that I the same like I have kicked so many people and it's not intentional. Can you kick high? Is that or no? Yeah, but I think I'm kicking high, but it's not high enough. No, no, it's I have the same deal, man. I love I I have a pretty good roundhouse kick, but I guess it's just when I do like it's usually when I'm doing like a side to side and yeah. I'll do like this like spin kick little run thing, and I'll I just connect with people's nuts and yeah, it's happening every time. Time and time again, I've had, like, I can't even count on two hands how many people have told me I've kicked them in the nuts. I feel like people are making it up now. It's just, like, it's, like, a trend. But, um, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it just happens. But at the same time, whenever I see people now, I cover my nuts because I feel like people are going to, like, try to do it back. On purpose. Yeah, or I just know, too, you know? But simple leg lift will defend that. Or Yeah, you just got to, you know... Or do I, I do the, like the kind of turnaround, pu- push my butt out a little bit. Yeah. You know? Or you just do a mangina too. Then you can't, uh, yeah. You just tuck it. Yeah. Right. You can't get it. No. <laughs> unless, unless someone kicks you from the back then you're screwed, but. Oh dude, if you get a nice, a nice kick to the fruit basket, that's not gonna, not gonna no. end well. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Did you see there's a, um, it was on not a push fit the a video of me from uh i think it was the the 10 for 10 at the hard luck um david praff like russ uh filmer filmed me like spin kicking somebody in the nuts no uh in slow-mo uh with like a creed song playing, (laughs) playing in the background and uh it was hilarious bro it went like I guess not viral in the grand scheme of things, but viral in like the hardcore meme world. And, uh, I had like, I had like so many metalheads like send me like, like death threats, bro. Like they were like bullying me 
like saying like yo like people like you need to kill themselves like like you're the worst type of person to have at a show learn how to kick like all this shit they tried if they tried this shit in new york they'd be like new york is worse new york would is way worse dude but it was just funny i laughed i laughed at all of it that's but, so funny man yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny it's the person you kick but you probably know them i so it i don't it was actually his first hardcore show it oh, was his no. first hardcore show but the dude buddy reached out to me and was like yo this is my buddy it was his first show and like he loved it like he was okay. like that it was so fun like he was so down for it i was like okay yeah i'm i'm, I'm cool man but yeah man so the, apparently he's been going to shows since and yeah like- i apologize i apologize too right? i'm like sorry man but it's, it's, <laughs> it's always when you when you hit someone in a crowd it's like a it's a sorry not sorry kind of thing yeah it's like i meant to do that but like it's in good fun. Like it, it's yeah. not, it's not malicious. Not malicious. No. If I intentionally went and tried to connect with his balls, then, you know, they can kick my ass, but yeah. Like, uh, at the hold your ground pre-show gates to hell was playing. And, uh, I like was crowd killing and it was like a lot of like, it was like myelin cohesion. Like a lot of those dudes were on one side. And so I went to the side and just started fucking throwing you know haymakers at them and uh i like i think i kicked or i did something to elijah like i i hit elijah from spirit of vengeance and he didn't realize it was me so i was like on the side he fucking high kicked me like in the shoulder like and then after the set he was like he's like oh i kicked the shit out of you he's like i didn't know it was you <laughs> like yeah. my bad i'm like nah dude i was like i was i was over here trying to beat ass and then got my ass kicked that dude's a weapon in the pit he is i am uh, yeah you steer clear you steer <laughs> very clear when uh when when he's in there yeah 100 there's a couple there's a couple of really good uh really good moshers i i'm not too uh too familiar with the montreal scene but the ontario scene uh christian from uh from blood race that uh, oh, christian R- rios? rios yeah that dude that dude's an animal uh neil neil from falstaff and plush dude he's got the best ease of any mosher in ontario his mosh iq is off the charts it's insane yeah i'll have to uh say uh julio as well from clobber camaro yo he just he's is he's belligerent dude his his mosh style isn't even good it's just ignorant yeah yeah no he's he's uh yeah he's the man dude um my drummer ty as well in slewfoot this guy that guy's a weapon as well so there's two ties in slewfoot yeah two ties and then um ty's a drummer i do vocals and then we have van on uh bass van's also the singer of wolfang fist sick and then we have brendan who's our guitarist who is guitarist and uh wolfang fist as well tied our drummer plays in wolfang fist and then we have uh pete on guitar as well for Slewfoot. and he's and, also uh, in wolfang fit no i'm just kidding <laughs> no 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 i was saying uh yeah so we're pretty much like a wolfang fist like spinoff i said 
we originally uh, said we should have called it Wolfang Foot, but uh, we went with Slewfoot. Where's the name come from? What is that? Slewfoot. So I guess, uh, are you familiar with hockey? Or Oh, dog, no. See, I'm very yeah. much a southern boy. Like, football is all I know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people, unless you played hockey, um, you don't really, uh, most people don't know what it is. But it's... Uh, basically it's a it's a dirty move in hockey where you uh like skating up beside someone and then you just like sweep their leg out with your foot and that's oh, like from underneath foot. yeah from underneath so you stick your leg behind them and just kind of pull it out when they're not expecting it it's a very dirty play it's a guaranteed fight it's a it's like a major penalty and uh yeah i just thought it'd be a cool name for uh for the band and i grew up playing hockey i was a goon uh and uh yeah i think it's fitting and i think uh sounds cool and yeah people people seem to dig it well it's dope because like the music is very fight oriented like it's very much like thank you down fight your friends like you know spin kick the shit out of somebody music and so knowing that term is like basically a guaranteed fight yeah right right yeah. yeah and i didn't know this until after but Slewfoot also is like a, a name for the devil which is cool as fuck so it's like a double double entendre there it's metal as fuck man right <laughs> it's the most metal hardcore band name ever <laughs> <laughs> uh this is a weird question. It might be loaded. Why does Ontario like beat down so much? Oh, do you know, do you have an answer for this question? I don't know. It's so, it's so hype in Ontario. It's crazy. I yeah. I don't, I honestly like that's a, that's a very good question. Um, I don't, I don't even really have an answer for that. I don't even know why I like it. I think it's just like, it could, it could, uh, I guess it could it could apply anywhere really, but like I feel like just like so many people are just like doing beat down bands. People just like feed off that. You feed off the energy in the in the crowd, and it's just like I don't know, man. But I I like it, and I I hope it stays. You know, I yeah. would just shift into some other shit. Like it's like days. smooth brain, like ooga booga caveman energy. Yes. I like it. Yeah. That's the juice right there. Yeah. Just lift weights, dumb, dumb steroid music. Yeah. Exactly. Is that, exactly. that's the energy you want to be about? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think that. And uh, also just, you know, fucking calling people out too, you know, also being a bit, being a bit political and, calling people out on their shit and just yeah. no no bullshit tough guy shit yeah i like that uh so misconduct ep it came out yesterday came out yesterday yes it did yeah super hyped on it man it's been uh it's been well received uh it's sick. so far uh, I gave it a listen it's uh it's very heavy like that's all i can i was like oh yeah i'm definitely gonna mosh to this thank you man so yeah I think mission accomplished yeah. is that the i think so man i think so you know we uh we didn't really know what to expect uh going into it you know we uh we uh 
we started out just like so with Slewfoot when I was building like bills in the beginning of doing Baytown, I was like Slewfoot is just like kind of like a you know a filler band like we'll open up just have fun whatever and uh we did like a like we've only played four shows mm-hmm. before, and uh <clears throat> I wasn't even sure we were ever gonna record I thought we were just gonna like you know do it and um just people have been asking us like yo yo when's when's your music coming out I'm like dude we haven't even like like recorded anything like we we hardly jam and uh then uh I guess it was like around like November. We're like, hey, you know, I like next month. Let's like let's write something. Like let's let's like let's do an EP. So we did and uh, recorded it in like three days from uh, a guy named Jesse at Thread Junction and Barry. And uh, it was a very seamless process for me. I'm the vocalist. I don't. I don't like. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> I can't really part. attest. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. There, there. A lot of work went behind. Like Brendan, our guitar player, uh, he did all the mixing and mastering, and he, uh, he, uh, uh, put a lot of work into that. Him and Pete, and uh, but yeah, I think it was it was dope too. That like, I feel like a lot of a lot of bands. <laughs> will put out music before they have a show mm-hmm. but we did we did it like the opposite so we had like four shows over the course of like five months no music out no merch nothing like no we haven't sold any merch we just got shirts like <laughs> <laughs> we just got shirts out and those will be at our next gig but i think it's kind of cool it kind of like built like that momentum uh and uh yeah now people will know the know the words yeah actually i just i just know i finally know the words i just finalized the lyrics yeah like when i wrote the ep before that every show i sang something different that's dope it was it was almost like like at points i was freestyling yeah you know i like i don't know if you can can, do you do that like can you relate to that yeah so like when we write new songs sometimes i don't have the lyrics done and i'll have an idea and then if we play it live in the moment i'll kind of tweak it to where it's like okay i can do this live yeah like i'll write an idea down but then i in the moment like i kind of feel where it where it can go and where it shouldn't go you know what i mean yeah it's almost like doing like a drummer doing like a fill exactly with vocals you know i just wish i had like one or two others to be like throwing Migos like ad libs in there sometimes. Like, yeah. You gotta like, have like, your, yeah. 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 Ours, uh, I think ours would be like buckets off <laughs> buckets off bitch or, uh, can't go wrong with, with yawn Baytown. Just yawn Baytown. 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 What the fuck? <laughs> but. That's why I like Alec. Alec, I'll, uh, I'll pawn off some of the mosh calls to him. So like, usually if if I'm a little bit winded or something, like I'll I'll let him punt. Yeah, that's yeah. what's good about Ty, our drummer too. He uh, he's always mic'd up. Yeah, that's dope. I like a mic'd up drummer, like the cold shoulder vibe. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's just something about it, man. It's hard. Yeah, you know. That's why cold shoulder was so fucking good because it was like, it just looked like a lot of hockey players playing like very fast hardcore. Yeah. 
So it had that, that energy like, Oh wow. These guys are not, not nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they are, sure. they're nice guys, but <laughs> they are very nice. They're sweeties, especially yes. Mike. I love Mike. Mike and Adam. I've, I met Adam at hold your ground. Solid person, solid dude. He also has a new band called father figure, which is like, yeah, emo kind of like long Island emo, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like, yeah, post hardcore a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm actually working on getting them to, uh, to bury. Yeah. I want to get them with, with, yeah, with, uh, I want to get cloned apparition with them and seventh dose. Oh, maybe, maybe plush. Oh yeah. Just a little, you know, a little, yeah. Like a little softer, little little softy show. Yeah, and then maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll just throw Slewfoot dead center in that one. You should put it right smack in the middle. Yeah, or like Spirit of Vengeance or something. Uh, what is what is the future of of the Barry scene? What's what's happening? Yeah, honestly, man, I feel like it's only uh, it's only getting better. Um, it's getting it's getting easier and easier to do it now because you got you know like there's you can guarantee there's like. 20 to 25 regulars who will be at every event then we have the bands who will be there then you have people coming with the bands and then uh so i feel like turnouts are always like kind of growing in that way the future i i want to get more touring bands i want to get more bands on labels um you know uh and i think just yeah for me it would just be putting the bug in there and getting our name out there and i think that'll just come with time you know like i can't really fast track that you know like we got to build our rap sheet you Mm -hmm. know like like i want to continue to like show what we're doing at like a lower mid tier uh kind of kind of level and um eventually just start building bigger bigger events and uh go from there like some bands like for instance like you know bands want a a guarantee like i've never done anything but a equal door split for bands you know i'm always transparent with that like hey we're gonna split it down the way uh right like even across the board um so i feel like if we can justify having a band that would want a guarantee i'd have to be confident that i can bring enough people in especially like i couldn't do that on a thursday it would have to be on like a, a weekend and yeah or something but yeah there's lots there's lots of potential there to uh to to grow the scene and i think uh i think with the ep out and uh you know wolf fist is releasing uh something in the future uh a band culture war is releasing something um and yeah, just grabbing more more bands. You know, people want to play play Barry. Come out and let's fucking do it, man. Well, this has been great, Ty. I really appreciate you hanging out. Thanks so much, dude. You too, man. It's been a while. It's been a good chat. I don't want to take up too much of your precious Saturday morning, uh, but uh, I just have one last question for you before we go. Yeah, man. What's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns? My favorite city. We think about that one. I'd want to say, I'd want to say, uh, I'd want to say Montreal. I'd want to say Montreal probably has 
they have a good they have a good hardcore scene i feel like they'd have a lot of uh coffee shops um have you been i've been to montreal a handful of times yes prior to being in the hardcore scene so okay. i have yet to be there like since doing everything but uh you know what uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say barry i'm gonna say barry as well dude i we got it. mad coffee shops here uh shout out bohemia shout out wired owl um yeah man shout out baytown baytown stand up yes sir give it to him one time um yeah that's uh i was gonna be a little bit disappointed if you weren't just like straight up barry like let's get it simcoe stand up like what's up yeah yeah no i was i was generally trying to think like big picture but yeah no barry barry barry's got a great scene man i love barry i'll i'll back barry forever and uh yeah man you got we got to get you guys we gotta get you guys out here it'll happen it's gonna happen yeah uh it's just gotta be that magical like it's gonna have to be probably on like a weekend dealio because when you're doing a run for sure doing a one-off to barry is as as much as i love playing shows and driving that is just that's a lot <laughs> no no we can't we can never uh can never expect that but um yeah like when you guys have you know like an idea give me a show and i'll like try to like move my dates around to make it yeah. work you know you know so for sure yeah we'll definitely get it set up probably closer to summer but it'll be uh it'll be a good time for sure bro we'll have to do slew foot on it too absolutely man yeah we want to we want to get out to montreal eventually as well john is john's doing shows now oh yeah or a destiny hit up destiny too but yeah like yeah 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 we're we're down you know like we play hamilton uh in march which will be our first hamilton show we want to do like we play toronto we want to play toronto again ottawa montreal uh just all those hubs you know london or windsor london cool. yeah we haven't been yeah. to london yet the farthest we've been is hamilton so i think yeah the last time i played london it was actually a great show we played like uh it was a post hardcore band but we played rum runners and it was like packed yeah yeah rum runners is sick it's a great venue yeah and there's poachers poachers arms as well which is a good yo one. that's a tiny ass venue is sick yeah dude no it's dope it kind of it kind of gives me uh it's kind of similar to uh like the queens and barry okay like have yeah. you, you play you haven't played ottawa yet have you the, the dom we we haven't played ottawa no yeah the dom is like it's fucking weird but it's cool yeah yeah, no, the homies uh Quan are from uh from like Ottawa area, Pembroke and uh Skullgate. Shout out Skullgate. Shout out Skullgate. The homies. Dude, Quan is sick. Dude. I we love played Quan. with them and it was dope. Like they're, they're good. very they're very they're very cool. Very great guys. All yeah, of them are just like sweethearts. They're so nice. They're like, yeah. I told them that they remind me if like 311 had mosh parts. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, they're very yeah, good. We're, we're playing. So our next show back was Foot slash Baytown. February 22nd, we're, uh, we're going to headline it. I was reluctant to uh, headline a show I put together. But 
everyone was just like, just do it, man. Like do it. So I was like, okay, fine. It's our EP release show then. So we were doing that with, uh, Quan, uh, cohesion and, uh, clobber. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's going to be a good show. That'll be a good one, man. And then I got a March gig, um, which, uh, I'll release shortly as well. Cool. I'm glad to see that you are doing like monthly shit at least. I try to keep it consistent with that, you know, like we, uh, we didn't do a show in January and that was, uh, the first time. So, cause we've been doing it since August. So we've done right. one or two shows every month since. So took a break for January, do the EP and all the, you know, social media crap. And then come back hot again in February and uh, see where it takes us, you know, just take it month by month. Sick. Well, I hope that, uh, everything keeps grinding. Well, y'all get more traction, but, uh, yeah, keep building that scene. It's going to be dope. Thanks bro. Thank you so much, man. And yeah, just you being here and having me on the, on the show just, uh, will help too, man. So I appreciate that so much, man. appreciate you. Love what you're doing. Love your band. Dude, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. No, you did. We're going to keep doing this over and over again. No, Let's but, it, uh, take it, take it easy. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Thanks so much, man. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Ty for hanging out on the podcast. If you are in the Barry area, the GTA, anywhere in that central Ontario region, be sure to keep track of what Baytown Hardcore is doing. They're trying to create an awesome scene in that area, so give them some support. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up.